Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Ambition on Fleek. I'm your host, Peng Peng Lee. And I'm your co-host, Janae Honest. We want to inspire and motivate you through our unique stories from our gymnastics experiences. We're both NCAA national champions and know what it takes to become a successful athlete. So through the sport of gymnastics, we have learned the importance of balance when it comes to addressing the physical, mental, and emotional sides of life. Last week, we talked about staying in your zone with distractions. And this week, we're going to talk about how to get into your zone and what a zone may look like for you and all of that jazz. So, Janae, what was your perfect 10 moment of the week? Okay, so I think I mentioned this before, but I work at a law firm. So um, definitely a different setting than I expected myself to get into into the work in workforce work field <laughs> definitely different than I expected myself to get into the work field but um multitasking on so many different levels I probably have talked about this before but um I've been really good with conflict management lately wow um so picture it you trying to schedule this um this nice dinner at a fancy restaurant, and these restaurants are you may have to schedule like months in advance, and you got a call, but they don't open till five, and then they're busy at five, so you can't really get in or like make a reservation or whatever. Um, and so, figuring out locations, make a reservation that don't work, make another reservation that don't work. So I have two open reservations, and both of them don't work because oh, there's a Clippers game and it's downtown, so it's gonna take traffic. Da, 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 da. Mm. So I decided to call people like whoever, but the other party rather than like the own firm that I work at. Like, hey, this is going on. Um, I wanted to ask you what you prefer because um, it is celebrating you guys as a client. What do you think? You know, are you are you able to come over here? Do you want to go downtown? Because um, I'm having quite a bit of an issue making reservations because wow. restaurants. Went, so it's just kind of doing conflict management, but not keeping it all within myself, but opening it up and just being communicative. I'm like, hey, this is happening. There are multiple reservations made, but um, <laughs> and it's also like the timing too. So if it's a big yeah. party, like, oh, I need a seven o'clock, but oh, okay, we have a 10 p.m. open, and it's like, no, I don't. You know what I mean? Or, okay, we can make it 6.30, but we need the table back at 8.30. And it's like, that's stressful because I don't want them to feel rushed eating if they need this table back at 8.30. So it's like, okay, you're going to have like an hour and 15 to eat. And it's like, no. So that's not going to (laughs) work. And so um, I'm basically like going down this list of restaurants. And, you know, it's just crazy of what like you wouldn't think wouldn't be stressful or like hard. Yeah. But when they're fancy restaurants like Mastro's or something, it's like hard to like make big reservations hey you know what i'm proud of you because when you as soon as you said i went to the other party and asked them hey does this work for you and does this work for you because um i know how hard it is for you to you know get out speak up sometimes (laughs) because i did not do that oh my goodness i don't know if you hear my knuckles crack i did not do that when I was younger, so like four years ago, that was not a thing. I would kind of just stay in my lane and not speak. Yeah. Um, so that was something I'm proud of as far as Perfect Ten. And then that was just a very, it kind of just showed that I, I've grown over the past like four or five years because homegirl, I would have not. <laughs> I would have like, okay, I'm just going to try and figure this out by myself. And yeah. it just would have been a disaster. And for help. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm proud of you, Jay. So, yeah, thanks. What's yours? So, 
as some of you may know, I've in, involved myself in acting. So I'm taking an acting class every week and I was um, super proud of myself this week because I was extremely engaged in my scene. And so when we go to acting class, it's kind of hard to get really in there because you're kind of talking to a person on a chair. It's not like you're acting out the scene. You're, it's a lot of um, like self-tape auditions, auditions, and stuff like that. Mm. But just still also getting into your moment. Like, you can move around if you want to, but it's it's more like coaching, I guess. So in the scene, I was supposed to pretend I was a witch, and I was telling the other person I was a witch. But to me, it wasn't really as relatable. So they were saying, okay, what's the most awkward thing you could think of? And I was so proud of myself that I thought of the most creative thing I could think of, and that was kind of my cue throughout the whole scene, that I had to, like, telling this awkward thing that I thought of. And when I was doing the scene, the scene, I realized I was getting into like a different zone than gymnastics, but it was the same similar feeling of like, I have this clear goal in my head and it, the scene ended up going really well. Cause I kind of just let loose and I stopped third eyeing myself. I stopped um, like watching myself, I guess if you say, or worrying about what it would come off as I was just really living in the moment of this like awkward situation. So wow. I was really proud of myself. I am proud of you. Can you explain third eyeing? That's a, a yeah. term I'm not aware of or used to hearing. Yeah, so third eyeing is more like if you are to do something throughout the day, you're out of your body in a way where you're like, oh, that was awkward. Like, why is my hand to the side of my body? Like, you know, okay. Oh, so like you're trying to like watch yourself. You're from watching yourself outside. and you're not okay. really in your body. Think about this. If you have a crush <laughs> and you really like somebody and you're talking to them, and you're like, oh my God, what's my teeth doing? Oh my God, like, ew, why did I laugh that way? <laughs> or, you know, and oh like, my goodness. Ew, why? I was like, why are my hands like awkwardly? posed like this. Yeah. I don't know. Something like that. That made me think about, there was this one time, what grade was I in? I had to be in like sixth or seventh grade and I remember I was talking to this really cute boy <laughs> and like I was rambling and I couldn't even tell you like what I was talking about. <laughs> but it seemed like he understood me but I literally was, I, I like to this day like have no idea like what point I was trying to get across when I was talking to him. <laughs> and I was like, what did I just say? Did it even make sense? And like he responded like, oh my gosh. And I was like, I don't even know what I just said. But (laughs) (laughs) And I sometimes think about that periodically. Like, oh my gosh. Like, mm. anyways, that that hasn't happened any like recent, but oh my gosh, I really, because that's never happened ever before after that. But I was just talking and I can't even like translate to you like what I was saying. Like it felt like just blah, 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 blah. That's so funny. I always see that in the movies, <laughs> but I've never actually experienced that. Yeah, I've experienced it and it was fine apparently, but I couldn't, I don't know what I told him. <laughs> <laughs> You're just thinking, I need answers. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. All right, well, let's get into the topic. I kind of touched on a little bit about third eyeing, but I'm going to try and get into that a little later. Okay. But I do want to explain the zone. I think the zone, there's just so many ways. We kind of touched on this last episode, but there's so many different ways to get into your zone. But in more, I'm trying to explain it in more relatable terms. I want to say, okay, you know when you're a little kid, 
and your parent says, okay, five more minutes. <laughs> you mm. can play for five more minutes on the playground. And then all of a sudden you're you're thinking, where the heck did the five minutes go? And your mom's like, hey, gotta go now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, you blanked almost. It's almost like you were in the zone with the guy, but you were in a different zone. With the <laughs> guy? When you were with your crush. Oh, oh, got it. But in the zone, you know when you end a routine, Jay, and you just forgot like exactly how you did everything, but it was great? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. So in your zone is really just being present in the moment. And uh, if you think about it, you're not focusing on the time. You're not focusing on any other distractions, kind of like what we touched on last week. You're really just focusing on the task at hand is what I think the zone is. And you don't have to think, okay, I got to block everybody out. I got to block um, – I got to make sure I don't stare at this person. I got to get into my zone. I got to not listen to anybody. Getting into your zone is basically you focusing so much on a goal that all those other things are going to wash away and the zone will just happen. As I mentioned before, getting into the zone and your personal zone can look different for everybody. You know what I mean? There isn't one specific zone. And I remember we talked about um, movies and how they make it look a specific way as far as the white mm. noise. And you can hear your breathing really, really well. <laughs> so... Um, but I think when you're thinking about getting into your zone in your own personal zone, what helps you focus? I think kind of think about that and um, that may not be blocking out everything. You may need to actually talk to people to help you to focus. You know what I mean? So kind of tune into your personal needs and what you feel helps you focus because that's different for everybody. We're all unique and, you know, paying the way paying needs to focus is definitely not what I need to focus. Yeah. So I, I, I want to get to some examples of how to practice getting into your zone because there are, there are easier ways of getting into your zone. I think when people watch TV, like say Game of Thrones, you know, is in season right now. <gasps> Everyone zips when we watch Game of Thrones <laughs> because we are so focused on the screen that no one's really talking. I mean, we laugh every once in a while, but it's not like if someone is talking so much, we're going to be like, yeah, let's watch. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So uh, watching TV is kind of, if you think about it, an easier way of getting into your zone because you're so focused and engaged on the show. Now, a way to practice getting into your zone because it's um, it's not easy in everyday life. Like say if I, I don't know, was doing homework and I really don't care about my homework. It's, it's hard to get into your zone when you don't care as much or when yeah. you're, you're not fully a hundred percent mentally, um, there, I would bought say. In. Yeah. Bought in like what Janae said. So bought in is basically, um, you are a hundred percent engaged and committed and committed. Yeah, but what we did, so one exercise we did at UCLA that I remember, and actually I use music a lot to help me um, with sports and kind of in everyday life. Ugh, music is life. Music, music is life. If you put on headphones, put on a song that is completely obscure, I don't know, like a rap, I don't know, like something that's just really loud and has a lot of beats, then try singing a song in your own song. Like happy birthday or twinkle twinkle oh, little star. Oh, I do remember that. Do you remember this? But I remember uh, I wanted to do it. And actually, when you think about it, it's going to help you focus on exactly what you're doing, and you're you're then gonna forget what's happening and what song's actually playing. And it's actually this is it's a fun a, that's exercise. Actually a fun exercise, and it's harder than you think. Or even when I think about it, it seems really hard because just imagine a completely different tune and rhythm in your ears and it's yeah. kind of loud too and then you really have to focus on singing happy birthday 
yeah, so try that. That's actually a really good one. And I remember, I, I remember doing that at UCLA, and I remember one of our teammates, she had, I don't know what song Miss Val played, but it was no really idea. loud and really upbeat. And she was trying to sing Happy Birthday, and it was the funniest thing. But it, it gets you so focused on what exactly you're thinking. But do it with a group of friends, because it's actually really fun with a group of friends. And it's practicing getting into your zone of really dialing into your thoughts, making your thoughts super loud mm-hmm. so that you're, um, again, bought in and committed to exactly what you're thinking. Right. And also, I think it's good to do it with a group of friends, because then you have other people watching. And then also, that's another distraction, because if they're laughing, then right. you're going to start laughing too. And you're like, oh my goodness, I happy birthday. I don't know why I can't find this <laughs> yeah, tune. Right. So it's just multiple things that are kind of distracting you. So it's just really fun too. And shoot, that's, whew, I haven't done that in a minute. But, I haven't done that in a while, but um, when, I, when I thought about that, because I, I was thinking, how do, you, how do you practice getting into your zone that's not uh, monotonous and boring? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Pang, I think we need to step out of our zone for a second and take a break. Mm, I agree. And we're back. Uh, you know who actually I feel like get in their zone really well are golfers. They practice getting into their zone all day, every day. Because golf is such a mental game. That's so true. They always had headphones on or something on their head. <laughs> they had this like contraption that looked like a helmet or and it had a, a screen over their face and they would practice like using their brain to move this. It was like a brain game. And they move a uh, objects, uh, like, yeah, with oh. their brain. Interesting. I don't even know if that exists, really, but like <laughs> that's how they explain <laughs> that it seems to me. Super high tech to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How do you get into your zone? Jay? Yeah, I would say just thinking of my personal experiences on getting into my zone. Um, kind of in, I'll speak on gymnastics and then outside of gymnastics. So in gymnastics, um, breathing helped me a lot. Because it not only slowed my heart rate, but it kind of just helped me refocus on what the task was at at hand. And um, because your girl gets so distracted. So <laughs> it's it, guys, it's not even funny. Um, in the gym, it's better because you have an X amount of hours to get through the assignment. Um, I mean, I guess same thing with homework. But as I mentioned, or I touched on a little bit in the last last week in the podcast in the last episode. Um I had to start studying with the group because when I would study by myself, I would just start doing random things every two (laughs) minutes. Out of nowhere, I would get hungry, and then I would start trying to clean, and then, oh my goodness, keeping up with the Kardashians is on. It's 9 (laughs) o'clock. I can get back to homework at 10. It's fine. I don't have, you know, I don't have an early morning. It's just different things like that. So, um... In terms of practice, um, deep breathing helped me because um, I know we talked about, you know, staying in your zone with distractions, but breathing just kind of helped me, especially because when I'm distracted, I feel that, um, and let's say I have 30 minutes left of bars or something like that, and then you really just have to focus in. So I was like, okay, deep breath, let's go. We got to do one and done. Or um, And when I say one and done, it's like one routine and then you're good because that sometimes would be the assignment. Mm-hmm. Or I need to stick two dismounts and then I'm good. So you really then I would really just focus in on that specific skill of what I need to do. But in terms of homework, um, something that helped me get into my zone because um, your girl is just very scatterbrained all the time because <laughs> I feel that I'm <laughs> thinking about multiple things at once. 
Um, so when I'm doing homework and obviously usually, and usually it could just be a study buddy, but you know, someone to just help me keep me accountable and be like, Janae, sit down. I don't know why you're getting up again. You literally <laughs> just got water or whatever. So, um, we would put on a timer and oh. it would be either 45 minutes or an hour, usually 45. And then we would say, okay, 45 minutes, we, you can get up, get on your phone, you know, check whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'd put the phone to the side, play some music, something that's not super hyped up to where you won't focus on kind of what the um, exercise was, you know, when you're playing music and you start yeah. singing because you got start getting amped up and stuff. So I probably wouldn't play... You know, like Chris Brown, because I love Chris Brown so much and his music is so great. So I would play, and I, granted, I love Khalid too, but his is more soothing and more um, just calming calming music yeah. rather than upbeat and you want to get up and dance. So um, we were very conscientious of um, picking music. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I would even listen to classical music too, because um, m- most of the times I didn't know the songs and so yeah. it was just kind of and it actually really helps I like studying to classical music too um, so that really helped me because then it's you. I would just start thinking about okay I have 45 minutes to focus on this one assignment mm-hmm. and then I can um, kind of goof off for the next five minutes you know what I mean so it would just be kind of increment so that really helped me get into my zone especially when it came to homework and something outside of gymnastics because I am just very, I'm a busybody. I'm always moving yeah. around and stuff. And it's hard for me to, it's hard for me personally to just sit and stay still. I think that's always <laughs> been me ever since I was little. So it's funny. Well, okay. So I, I, I'm listening to your story. I, I challenge you guys, if you have trouble getting into your zone, really think about when you're having fun, what exactly you're thinking about. Because when you're having fun, you're really just enjoying the moment and you kind of forget about everything else. I also challenge you to think about when you're not having fun, bring your your thoughts to one thought. Kind of like what Janae said with her homework. She gets a lot more done when she's focusing, okay, I have 45 minutes, no other distractions, but then kind of going step by step. It's also, again, making those small goals again, uh, just so you get from point A to point B, because I'm relating this back to my acting class again, because what we always say is, was it the most amount of fun? Like, Mm -hmm. fun in a way where you are so lit up. Like, because you could be doing a scene that's super angry or even maybe emotional. And, of course, it's not, like, fun to be emotional. But they're saying what they mean by fun is the most lit up. And so lit up means you are the most um, engaged. It's kind of like when... Okay, if you guys drive, if you don't drive, I don't know if you'll understand this reference, but if you're driving and someone cuts you off and you're about to like be like, oh my God, like, oh, you just, like, you just cut me off, you're all of a sudden lit up. Yeah. And now you can then focus on exactly what you're, you want to say because you're yeah. so fired up That's that you true. forget about everything else. So when we say getting, into your zone and practice getting into your zone, think about what, what gets you lit up in that moment that will make you have the most fun to do your routine. That may be, hey, can you watch this routine? Or that may be, hey, I need to challenge you to a dismount sticking contest. Like that might get you lit up, but that'll help you get into your zone. Right, and I think also having fun, it passes passes the time easily. Cause it I just feel, and it. it's just when you enjoy it, you're gonna put a lot more into it too. So that's mm-hmm. why I think it's really important that you enjoy what you do. Because then you're not going to 
just live day by day going through the motions. Oh, I have to go to work. Oh, this job really sucks. Oh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I think, um, and granted, we're all not going to be in the perfect position always when it comes to work or whatever, but I think making the best of um, each opportunity, but also thinking of ways, how can I make this fun? How can I make this more enjoyable? Or what do I need to do? What changes do I need to make to put myself in a better position to where I can enjoy it? You know what I mean? No, I agree. Um, So yeah, I think that's a really good point. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know where all these points are coming from, to be honest, because I have not, none of this written down. <laughs> now, I, I, wrote, I wrote something completely different, <laughs> but all of a sudden I was getting really inspired. Yeah, no, it was good. I, I really think the best athletes know how to get into their zone under any circumstances. This this is talking about like the crowd booing or say like they had a rough phone call with family, I don't know, but just circumstances that aren't necessarily... Um, beneficial to your performance but I really do believe athletes know how to get themselves fired up in that moment that moment could only be a minute long our our bar routine literally is like 36 seconds yeah it's so short I remember timing it and being and just thinking oh my goodness it's super short it's so short but you're so exhausted after Yeah, so I I really think that even practicing um, just getting yourself really what makes you the most lit up and full before you go do your performance? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really think that that we did that for gymnastics too. Like if we're having a rough day, what made us so full are probably, we called them the blue light specials. <laughs> so when, say if we had to do, I don't know, five beam routines, and obviously we are falling on every single beam routine, we go to the coach and say, hey, you know, I, I really want a blue light special. And a blue light special is, um, what, what, it's a... Uh, like a negotiation it's a almost. It's, it's a essentially deal. a deal. So, and we would do this with team, in the team aspect, right? We did or blue on light the specials events. on the daily. On the daily, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, especially in season. So, kind of just to paint the picture, let's say, I'll just use the full turns on beam as okay. an example. Um, if I can even paint this example, because I don't even know if we did blue light specials for full turns. But let's say, because there have been times when we have these full turn challenges and everybody can participate because y'all already know I did not do beam, but I can bust out some full turns. <laughs> Believe that. Um, and so sometimes we would have, we would struggle. And I know, guys, full turns are hard. Don't even discredit them. No, I think every, yeah, turns if are hard. They, are, they really are. And if you aren't focusing, whew, and if you are, and it was, Perfect technique, perfect form, finished correctly. All of that had to be done for it to even count. And we had to get through one or two times in the whole team with no mistakes or whatever. And for some reason, I do remember this happened like one or two times at least where we just could not do it. There was always one or two people. And we would say, okay, blue light special. On this last round... If you wobble and if you play it off or if you not play it off, but if you dance out of it or just Mm. cover it up the best you can, we will count it rather than you wobble and then you just get very flustered and just, oh, I messed up and now we got to do this again. You know what I mean? So that's kind of a deal, the kinds of deals we would get. Just, okay, if you do wobble, put some arm movements into it or, you know, Mm -hmm. just... Be creative because um, gymnastics is very subjective. So I'm sure you've seen plenty of routines, especially on beam, because, you know, beam is the make or break event. And 
Yeah, like <laughs> like on Beam when we had uh, routines and we had to do a team exercise, it was always like, okay, uh, say yeah, like what Janae said. Say if our whole team had to do their um, their Beam routines in in a row. So your top six people had to do Beam routines in a row, but apparently. Four out of six people are all falling. Everyone's falling that day. It's just an off day. So you go to the coach and say, hey, blue light special. <laughs> and then you kind of ask, if we do a dismount rally, like you kind of exchange it for something else. Yeah. Um, so that you know you're confident you could do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, then that's kind of like we we flipped it and practiced doing something else. But it got us all fired up to at least end on a good day. Right. And it's, it's a good... It's a good strategy. I definitely think it's a good strategy because Beam, as I mentioned, make or break um, event. And I'm sure you, anybody has seen a routine where you think you see a mistake, but they get a really, really good score. And you said, you know what? They really they covered it up really yeah. well. And it may have looked like a wobble, but she, you know, That's was on the corner of the beam it. and she's working really hard on making it a performance so right yeah and i really appreciate those routines more in a sense because you see how hard they're fighting to be um to do well for their team and to perform well yeah i would say sometimes um even when you're doing a perfect skill i shock myself sometimes Shoot. You know what I mean? Like you telling me. <laughs> we're we're talking about like when as soon as you're in the air, I remember at national championships during my dismount, I thought it was over. Like there I was like, there's no way I'm sticking this. And I have no idea what happened or why. I was right there, like perfectly stuck. Like I it wasn't even like I didn't have to really fight. Your for last it. routine? My last bar routine. Oh bar routine. Sorry, my last bar routine. Okay. Um I could not stick bar dismounts. For life, like <laughs> I just couldn't stick it because of my knees. It hurt. Like it was kind of had a lot of anxiety doing dismounts. Oh yeah, it just she hurt always needed knees. the eight inch mat. You know. What oh I'm yeah. Saying. So I remember doing that bar routine. I said, "I'm going to stick it. I'm going to stick it." And then I just remember going up in the air, tapping my toes, and I was thinking, "It's over." I don't know what's happening. But you know what's interesting? I actually thought that during my dismount, and all of a sudden I was right there because huh. maybe, because maybe, just maybe, I didn't think about the technique and what I needed. Mm -hmm. I was just so like oblivious to where I was flipping that it just happened. That's true. I do actually, that brings up a good point. Cause I do remember thinking about this in my very last routine on bars. And yeah, this Janae was had a beautiful routine. One judge gave her a 10 guys. Oh my gosh. It was, whew. I'm still mind blown over that because I remember, um, in the first half of senior season I wanted I was pushing for a 10 so hard and it just wasn't coming and I think because I was focusing on getting a 10 and I wanted a 10 and I started playing tight and I think and when I say playing tight you are trying too hard in a sense and then you're not really hitting your cast handstands you're starting to be more conservative and stuff so that's what we mean when we say playing tight um so then I realized okay you know what I don't even know why I'm trying to focus on getting a perfect score I'm just gonna go out there and have fun and do my best stuff because I know how to do that but when you said um I didn't even think I was gonna stick I felt that about my handstands so mm. and those were the best handstands I think I've ever done in a bar routine um and it was always the last cast handstand before my dismount mm -hmm. and I remember <laughs> in my warm-ups I remember thinking okay what do I need to focus on for my last cast handstand because that's the one that matters. That's the exclamation point. Not even the dismount. Mm -hmm. It's the last cast handstand. And I remember 
actually doing my routine. I hit that. Tukachev, toe was pointed. Whoop, whoop. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I remember, I can't really exactly remember what I was thinking, but I remember just get your hips up. Because I remember just thinking, Oh, like I just I want to hit this, but don't think too. You know what I mean? It's right. just go, I was just going out and doing my thing, but I remember I hit that last cast handstand, and I don't even know how. Like I just because I wasn't focusing so hard on it, and I think that's right. what I needed to do, or what I did. I think I didn't need to focus on it too hard because I knew it was just going to come to me. But yeah. I think I don't know. I don't even know what because I, I think, know what the right. point you were getting to, but I think it, just my point is. Not to focus so hard on something because your body has muscle muscle memory and, and when you're enjoying it, having fun and just, you know, doing what your body knows what to do, it will come rather than I need to hit all my handstands. So right. because I hit my last cast handstands and who oh my gosh, I just remember being so happy, like, yes, <laughs> dismount, it's let's a, go. Because it's such a I, great feeling when you're not really thinking about exactly what you're doing, because it just happens. Yeah. Um and, and I don't want to disregard, like, it just happens. It's so easy. Like, oh, my God, Ping, like, you, you told me it'll just happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a work in progress. And that, that kind of brings me back to, so I actually looked up online. I've been so, I've been such a little researcher lately. Yeah, I know. So there's this website from Live Science, and uh, they actually describe nine things that identify that athletes are in their zone. And I just want to go over them really quickly um, and then see also, I haven't told Janae exactly what they are yet. So I kind of want to hear her opinion about it. But, okay, the first thing is challenge skills balance, which is is achieved. Oh, scallons. Wait, scallons. Scallons. <laughs> challenge skill balance is achieved when you have confidence that your skills can meet the challenge in front of you. It's kind of like exactly what we were talking about with the bar routines. Like you have so much confidence that you can meet the challenge ahead of you that you're not really thinking about yeah, exactly. The the thing as a whole, you're thinking about it as you're just confident and only like really thinking about one thing. Yeah, that makes me think when I read that because I mean the notes are in front of us. But when I think about that first point, I think of poise because that's being at mm -hmm. ease in any situation you're in, and that kind of just makes me think of the confidence, and then you can face the challenge in front of you because you, with that confidence, you're going to be at ease. Yeah, for the challenge ahead. Oh, yeah, that was a good point. I like that. Next. I like the poise. Okay, two. <laughs> two. Action awareness merging is the state of being completely absorbed in an activity with tunnel vision that shuts out everything else. I think this is just putting the zone into words. I really don't think you have to focus on being tunnel vision and shutting everything out. I think this is just what happens when you're in the zone. Mm -hmm. It's just action awareness you're not really completely focusing on other things. And maybe you do need to shut everything out. Maybe that's what you need, but... We're not saying that's what everybody needs. You know what I mean? And I think this yeah. is the most, I'll say, controversial thing about yeah, the Yeah, because it's um, all, it's the this is the one that's always in the movies. This is the one yeah. that's always portrayed by the actors in any scene you think of with the really intense moments in sport or, you know, Akila and the bee, and she's got to get in her zone <laughs> and spell the movie. word right. Same. It's been a while since I've seen it. But, yeah, so I think this one is the... um. I think the completely absorbed the is the common take away. Yeah, I think it's the common, the common zone we tend to think about. 
Yeah, okay, three. Clear goals come into focus when you know exactly what is required of you and what you want to accomplish. I completely agree with that. That's the one that I resonate with the most, definitely, because um, I don't like to clear, I don't like to um, cloud my mind with a bunch of thoughts. So I think of one or two important things and I just roll with that. Yeah, no, I, I honestly, if I, if I were to go with my definition of the zone, I would say being completely absorbed in a clear goal uh, in present time. Mm-hmm. That's, my, that's my definition. Peng's definition mm-hmm. of the zone. Okay, four, unambiguous feedback is constant real-time feedback that allows you to adjust your tactics. For example, fans and coaches will let you know how you're doing. I didn't really get that one when I read it, but I kind of wanted to... Yeah, it kind of just take. makes me think about when you're competing and if you fall and the crowd goes, oh, oh. they kind of just, they let you know how you did. But then if you stick your landing, they cheer and scream. Right. I wonder so, if it's like unambiguous feedback is constant where it, it doesn't matter. You're still constant. Mm-hmm. No matter the feedback. Right. I don't know. Okay, five. <laughs> Concentration on the task at hand will laser beam focus is essential. That's kind of what I do, too. Yeah. I concentrate on those clear goals, those one or two things. Yeah, I think the main thing for staying in your zone, you just have to have a clear goal. That could be have not have fun. I think it needs to be more specific than have fun. Really get specific about what you want to feel. Like, say, I want to play to the crowd. That's a very specific goal. And that's also a kind of difficult one because I know I definitely didn't do that in club. You know what mm. I mean? We would always do that exercise where girls would sit on the ends. Right. On the edges of the floor and you would have to look at each girl twice. And yeah. that's really hard for young girls because we still even do that today. And it's, hey, look over here, smile at me, point at me, you know what I right. mean? Because you don't think about that because I know me growing up, I was really focused on the skills and working really hard and being mm. super focused rather than playing to the crowd, which also helps you have more fun. Yeah, for sure. All right, sense of control is heightened when you feel that your actions can affect the outcome of the game. I think this is an effect of the zone. I don't think you should focus on that how you feel that your actions can affect the outcome in the moment, because I think that'll happen. Mm-hmm. I agree with you too. Yeah. I think um, if you focus on the heightened outcome or just the outcome of whatever, you're not really focusing on present time in the moment, yeah, which is going to take you out of the zone. Yeah. Cause you're already thinking of the future. Yeah. So All right. stay present. Number eight. Oh, seven. just kidding. Number seven. <laughs> Loss of self-consciousness occurs when you're not constantly self-aware of your success. I just think self-consciousness is important because we tend to lose our sense of self when we're so consumed mm. with the goal. And you kind of lose why you're doing this specific thing. Oh, and your yeah. um, your sole purpose as to why you're doing it. You know what I mean? Um, that's what makes that's what it makes me think of. Oh, that's yeah, that's a good way to put it. I didn't think of that. All right. Number eight, transformation of time takes place when you lose track of time due to your total focus on the moment. That's this, like the little kids um example that I said at the very beginning when your mom's like or your parents are like, okay, you only have five more minutes to play in the park. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, okay, it's time to go. Yeah. Like, yeah. where did that five minutes go? Mm-hmm. It makes me think of when you're having fun 
time flies. Yeah. And it's unreal how fast time flies. You know what I mean? Um, so that's what it makes me think of because time just your track of time, you don't really have track of time. And then before, right. kind of like if you're watching your favorite show or you're watching Netflix and all of a sudden it's 3 a.m. and you started at 8 and you're just thinking, oh my goodness, I need I to go so to bed. I was so engaged in Yeah, and show. you're super engaged. You're not, obviously you're not watching the time and you're just really focused in on the show. Me at Game of Thrones. Um, yes. So, yeah. Actually, that kind of reminds me, I'm wondering, so... I think nowadays it's really easy to multitask, even though I have a really hard time multitasking, <laughs> but it's easy to multitask because you can watch TV, you can be on your phone, you can cook at the same time. So again, I, what I challenge you for maybe trying to get into your zone, do things in segments mm -hmm. and just try it out for even like a minute, a minute on your phone, pause the TV minute on the TV, a minute then doing something else. <laughs> but then it just practice you getting in short little segments so that, you know, you could start building up when you really need to focus on something and not be uh, not be needing to do multiple things at once. That's true. All right, number nine and the last thing, autotelic yeah. experience is achieved when you feel it internally driven to succeed even without outside rewards. You do something because you love to do it. Yeah, it just makes me think of, your, your soul, yeah, yeah, your happiness and your soul purpose of as to why you're doing it. You're not doing it for the medals. You're not doing it for your status or, you know, um, the result of where you place. Because let's say you have the funnest meet of your life. This, is, this has happened to me and I didn't place, but I had so, super, like, so, yeah. so much fun. So, mm -hmm. Cool. Well, I agree with, I agree with some of those points. And, you know, I, I question, not question some of those points. I just... Um, see it, it, it in, in a different perspective. In a different light. In a different light, yes. I don't disagree with it, but if it helps you out, I'm hoping that it does help you out and helps you guys get into your zone, helps you compete better. Also, it just helps you enjoy your time in life in general. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, those are all my points. Okay. Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening to another podcast of Ambition on Fleek. We want to hear your questions and we want to ask you guys what you need help with. So make sure you tweet at us at PengPengSeely and at Janae Honest so then we can bring that in into further podcasts. Make sure you use hashtag ambition on fleek so we know what to look for. So make sure you subscribe, you like, you rate, comment, and share on wherever you listen to these podcasts. Yay! I can't wait for more episodes. I'm so excited. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Hey!